1: LFC Day Trippers brought to you by bookmakers.com.
3: Hello, good evening, and welcome to the LFC Day Trippers, brought to you by bookmakers.com. It is Thursday night, and it is the viewer's voice, so get our housekeeping out of the way. That's very professional from uh, a debutante. (laughs) He's already taken the dress code up a level on his first show on the the channel. Uh, We're brought to you by bookmakers.com if you're into uh, a little cheeky bet here and there. Head on over to their website. You may as well get the best odds if you're going to risk your own money anyways. If not, you lots of stats, comparisons, and stuff like that. FPL is back this weekend, so uh, I've got to try to remember to actually set my lineup this week for the first time in a couple weeks because the first game is tomorrow, so lineup's got to be in tomorrow afternoon. we got three debutants on the show this evening. It's uh, a very exciting day on the viewer's voice. we got Chris Golding in the top right-hand corner there of call-in show fame by popular demand we got <laughs> carlinho also of call-in show making his debut and we got glenn so may as well uh let the viewers get to know you guys a little bit chris why don't you tell us a bit about yourself
1: and uh, lifelong liverpool fan it's the first thing i remember of ever watching football live in dublin currently uh mostly always on the run i uh, hope nobody's screenshotting this and uh I'm going through the misery with the rest of you. There's not much more to add. Yeah.
3: Well, hopefully you got a little bit more to add. We got some time to fill on the show. So, you know, that's why you're here. But I get the strangest feeling you're not going to be short on opinions. And yeah. uh, <laughs> Carl, good to see you on the uh, show. You call in once and all of a sudden, bing, bang, boom, you're uh, you're on one of the shows. How are you doing?
0: Yeah, yeah. I feel like Stephen uh, Bacicic over here. Um, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah it's, good. it's good to be on the show, um, you know. Um, long time uh, supporter of the show. Um, back back in the days when um, yeah, back, back when um, this show uh, does show was even um, on. Um, so yeah, uh, as for me, uh, supported Lopu since high school, and it might make you guys feel kind of old, but um, since uh 2014, um, and been kind of stuck in the mud for them ever since. Um, I I live in Boston, so uh, <laughs> um, you kind of kind of guess where that's going. Um, so yeah, I'm um. Yeah, American fan of uh, LFC, so um, yeah, um, pretty opinionated um, in certain departments, but uh, we'll see as, as the show goes on.
3: Good man. Did you uh, did you get to see at least the enjoyment of the 13-14 season, or did you come on board after that?
0: After it was after it was after. Yeah.
3: <laughs> that that's that's tough luck, man. You missed you missed a good one there. Uh, but we at least know who's going to be organizing the FSG out protest, American version. That <laughs> uh, we'll, uh, we'll be getting a hold of Carl to send people down to Fenway and uh Glenn nice to meet you first time uh I think I've spoken with you and I'm sure I've never met you before
2: yeah yeah first time yeah no glad to be on um yeah so I'm from uh from Bangor in Northern Ireland um l- lifelong Liverpool fan myself and um, actually lived over in Newcastle for uh for 10 years I literally just moved back in the summer there which is probably good timing because uh if anyone knows the Geordies, like they, they can be unbearable um, at the best of times. So um, so yeah, I, think I got out there at the right time, uh, considering how things are going for them. But um, but yeah, the the Ripple fan all my life, and try to get over as many games as I can. So um, so yeah, so that's about it, really.
3: Good man. Yeah, we're uh, we're truly international this evening. We got Canada, the United States, Northern Ireland, proper Republic <laughs> Ireland. Well done. All right. Well, I don't have to speak too much on this, but because uh, I did a show on Tuesday night at the closing of the transfer window, but I want to get your guys' opinion on it. So, Chris, why don't you start us off? How do you feel the transfer window went, both for uh, Liverpool and our teams and the rest of the Premier League?
1: Uh, it, it didn't go anywhere for us. It, I think amongst the the fan base, they wanted it to go somewhere, but I I think you can have all your opinions about what set of press conferences. Klopp was quite honest about it straight away. That's it. So outside of trolling United and getting that enjoyment and I've no doubt Gapko will become a good player for us. You don't go to a World Cup and score in consecutive games in a pretty average Dutch team unless you've got something about you. But he, he you know, I don't think he was bought in with the idea of turning anything around for us and it, it it's I think it's more wholly depressing that there was no one of our players anybody was sniffing around with all of it going sideways. Nobody kind of came in and said, ah, look, we'll stir it a bit here. So it, it, didn't, it didn't exist for us. And, uh, you know, in a weird way, they kind of told us it wasn't going to exist. And it really, really didn't. Um, and then uh, what it was, I suppose we're all trying to figure out what Chelsea have done. When you've got Man City fan base, Saying that they've uh, ruined the league. You know, the thing is, gone. because I, I mean, I'd love to sit here in Potencia. I know what any of that really means. They're just massive figures and astronomical figures, and it doesn't matter what way they break it down, loopholes. It, the, the worry is, as we, in my opinion, have such a massive rebuild, at least looking at eight players to even flesh out what's left and what could be filling our squad next season, everything has just gone insane. Like, I mean, they've inflated the price of everything. Uh, So, I don't know. It was a bit like, you know, all the sports networks, I don't know about the rest of the world, but obviously Sky have a vested interest in hyping this thing up to being a big event. And it really wasn't. It's just Chelsea went out, spent eye-watering money. Nobody else did that. And City didn't do anything. And, um, yeah, I I, I don't know. It it was a total non-event wasn't really arsed. I didn't expect uh, any some breaking news. Somebody's turned up outside Liverpool. I don't even think Sky dispatched anybody. That tells you how much the, the inside knowledge was that we weren't doing anything. They didn't have somebody in the lashings of rain standing outside Anfield with a, an umbrella being blown out of their hand gone nothing happening here right now. You know what I mean? If the care had it turned up, it would have been a bit of a laugh. But uh, <laughs> no, it did. It, it, to be honest, I'd say just total non-event. Sat there as a kind of, like taking volume almost and just kind of wondering, right, where, where next? And I didn't really care whether anybody was, a, you know, I, I, I wouldn't be a big fan of United. So I, I found it funny that they ended up putting a tracker on a plane with a guy who's a fourth choice midfielder to find out where he was over the English Ocean. That's how much of a non-event the thing was, you know what I mean? So yeah, it meant nothing to me. I knew we, I had a fair idea there was no extra present coming and I don't think any player even if Jude rocked up uh, and Paul McCartney sang outside for him it wasn't, it's not going to make any difference to uh, the next four <laughs> months for us. You know what I mean? <laughs> 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 it's just suck it sucking up. It hurt. What? It couldn't have hurt. I
3: would have taken, you know, uh, Bellingham in January in a impromptu Paul McCartney concert. That would have been...
1: Absolutely. So would I, but I'd also probably take a break from being a parent and doing LSD for a month, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so I, was, I wasn't bothered.
3: Oh, it's just it's just a matter of willpower as far as I'm concerned.
0: <laughs> what about you, Carl? Any surprises for you? Um, no, no, not only surprises, I mean... Um... We knew Chelsea. This transfer was basically just Chelsea transfer. To be honest, we knew Chelsea was going to be the most uh, the team to do the most um, signings in with their new takeover and all that. Um, you know, th- I think they've what they've they've like tripled the amount of um, transfers of, uh, across the top five leagues. I know they've. Um, I saw somewhere in La Liga, someone was uh, complaining about them. You know, ruining football and all that. But I mean, that's that's just how it is nowadays, and we just kind of have to catch up. I'm kind of disappointed that we get we couldn't get a loan transfer, and um, I mean. We see, mate, um, yeah. so, so go to May United. Um, and wasn't Wakeworth alone as well for May United?
3: Yes, or was it permanent? Yes. If so from Burnley,
0: yeah.
3: yeah do you, do low you low. Remember the last
2: player we signed on loan, <laughs> our, our <laughs> how, that well, went, how that's turned out, <laughs> yeah. Going. But
0: even, yeah, but even, yeah, but even then, it's kind of surprising how, like, um, you know, years on years, we've been kind of, um, Luke was been seen as this club. It's you know been good at planning and scouting and all that, and it's gotten, kind of gone to shit of a sense. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's very disappointing in a local perspective, but um, I, I feel like most teams are um, outside of, you know, Chelsea and um, maybe not in the forest who've stricken their spine um, can be – have had a kind of, you know, uh, quiet window.
3: Yeah, it was, I mean, it was quiet all on Merseyside. I mean, uh, Chris said they didn't bother dispatching somebody to Anfield. It seems like they just skipped Merseyside completely because absolutely <laughs> nothing happened at Goodison short of Anthony Gordon leaving for Pastures Green. Uh, what about you, Glenn? Transfer window get you down?
2: Um, I mean, I wouldn't say it get me down because I think it, it kind of played out how I, how I expected it to. So, um, so, yeah, but I mean, I think we were all kind of a bit... Taken aback by the Gakpo signing because it kind of came out of nowhere. Um, you know, there wasn't really any. Obviously, we we've been linked with him, but um, we weren't expecting it to kind of go through in January. So I think with the start, it gave us a bit of a buzz. But obviously, as the uh, as the rest of the month went on, obviously that kind of that died out pretty quickly. Um, I think the the frustrating thing for for me is when you look at how other teams they kind of use the window as like an opportunity, whereas we kind of almost see it as like an inconvenience or. Or at least that's the feeling you get from Klopp. You know, anytime he's asked about it in in his press conferences, you know, he's always got his back up. Um, but you know, I think like obviously the, the, the guys just spoke about Chelsea and and it's obviously well documented what they've done in the window. Um, but you know, looking at other teams, you know, like take like Arsenal for instance. Obviously, like they've got an unbelievable opportunity to go and win the league, and you know, they're not kind of just like settling for what they've got. You know, they were actually they were proactive. You know, they went out and they tried to get Caicedo uh, from from Brighton. But then whenever that didn't happen, like, they had a plan B. And I think that's one thing we never seem to have is a plan B. You know, it, it seems to be kind of all or nothing with us. But, you know, like, $12 million for Jorginho, like I think that's like a smart piece of business, you know, because it's, it's relatively low risk, you know, even if he comes in and he doesn't really do much. They'll probably sell him on for the same kind of money in the summer, you know, um, and then even United, like, obviously, Ericsson got... He, he's out for a, a prolonged period of time um, and they go out and they get Sabitzer on low. Now, you know, no one's saying that he's going to come in and, and tear it up, but, you know, at least they're reacting and they're kind of uh, reacting to the positions that they're in, you know, Let's say like Arsenal going for the league, United making sure that they're going for top four, whereas we, we didn't really do anything, you know, because everyone knows that the, the, the main weakness in our team at the minute is, is in the midfield. And, um, you know, obviously we didn't do anything <laughs> to to address that, you know. But uh, so, Good yeah, story, as I say, like, I think... Would you,
3: would you have been happy if we'd have signed Jorginho or Sibitzer other than it just being another body?
2: Yeah, do, do you know, like, when when I was, like, thinking about this earlier, I think that is the one thing that, like... Obviously, it, it's it's clear as day that we need, we, we need to improve the midfield. But obviously, right here, right now looking at what's available. Is there actually anyone who's going to come in and sort of really improve upon what we've got? So, you know, if, if we had had if we had a got like Jorginho or Savitza, I'm not saying I would have been overjoyed, but almost in a way you, you could have respected it a bit because you could see at least we were trying to do something. You know, like in the summer, um, we, we got uh, our tour in. I think Henderson had, got an injury against Newcastle at the end of August. So we went out and got Arthur in on loan and obviously, you know, that's just been a complete disaster, but, you know, that's because of his, of his injury. But, you know, at least you could see that they were trying to do something about it. Um, Whereas I think, you know, the frustrating thing for us in this window is, is that, you know, we've got glaring issues and, you know, nothing's being done to address them. And I think that's why a lot of fans are kind of getting the feeling that it's like FSG are kind of writing off this season because they're not dipping their hands into their pocket a bit more.
1: Yeah. But well, the other thing I'd say about Jorginho, I I don't I, I would guess I'm like a lot of people, regardless about the club you follow, thanks to YouTube and all the podcasts, you can just leave it running like the radio. And the one thing I, I definitely picked up over the, the last year or thereabouts was that the Chelsea fans who weren't just pure nut jobs were actually particularly pointing their finger at him for being absolutely useless picking up penalties or whatever. He wasn't doing much. So I don't think he would have like, I, I get you like, and it would have been a very symbolic thing that we got somebody in. I don't think he, I don't think he would have really feel, I don't think he's a clap player. Uh, no, the not. only thing I will say about our arsenal is I live with a, a lady who's a lifelong gooner. So it's party time in this house. And it <laughs> makes sense that if, if, if the guy's got half a brain, if he delivers for six months, actually gets his arse into gear, he can end up with a Premiership title, and then, as you say, they'll sell him on. So it made sense. It makes sense for Arsenal, but for us, yeah. it's just somebody else you got to ship out. Now that'd be my reaction. It, it, it was just it. It didn't even really massively when I heard it make sense about Arsenal because I'd say I'm just going by listening to the, to the non-hysterical Chelsea fans, and it was like okay. And then I kind of went, well, look, if, if the guy's got an ego, and half a brain. He's going to put it in for the next three, four months. He's going to run his arse like he's never ran before because he's got a title and a good possibility of a transfer to Italy or wherever he wants to go. So that one made sense, but I don't think on a tokenism level. Subritzer is really weird because he doesn't seem to have ever come into any talk around Liverpool and he's been sitting on that bench for donkeys. And you would imagine one league Klopp has the ear of and knows what's going on is Germany. So the fact uh, that's another strange one. It, it, again, I, I, look, we need something, I get you. But it's just so weird that he... It, 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 like I don't know whether it was by accident. They went to the German correspondent, and he was standing there, the guy going, no, there's nothing happening in Germany. We don't have the money, like the premiership. And then literally they came back, and then they, they went back to him and said, oh, the breaking news. Apparently your man, the agent, was dealing with two phone calls. Chelsea in this year. United in this year. And it was done in five minutes. So it's a weird one.
0: I so, yeah, so yeah.
1: you you talk about you said um
0: or, um what's his name? Um Jorginho oh, was damn. a club player. Yeah, would you have said Altamelo's a club player when we when loaned him in? No, no. so that's what that, that's that's yeah, that, that's why I'm confused because like you know, like yeah, he's not a club player, Jorginho or Ornito's Altamelo, but like there's gotta be more players out there. You say you know, Klopp is you know pretty um, knowledgeable in the German league. There's there's probably you know someone like grabbing batch on loan or someone that yeah. you know it there's, there's, there's plenty of you know pressers and, and people that would fit Klopp's system and permit, whether they be young or proven. So that's why I'm just confused about the planning and like how the starting, like what's going on over there. And like I it think looks it's like we're of just planning. going for yeah, lack of planning. Yeah, it looks like we're just going for plan A. And if it's not plan A, then it's nothing else. And it's not even like Van Dyke when like back when we wanted Van Dyke, we couldn't get him. He stayed at Southampton. and then we got him. It's like okay, you know, we wanted too many, he left, so there's really we have to get someone else. So I don't know. I, I don't know if, you know, if Klopp is because, you know, you see Klopp on um, press conferences. He kind of gets annoyed when he asks about transfers. But like, is he like, OK, with us having basically a season off or like, you know, it's he says he has enough motivation for 10 years of coaching. But I'm not sure we have we have the heart to, to, you know, to to sustain 10 years of, you know, a Liverpool in this state. So I don't know if he's, you know, happy with taking years off and just working with the players he has or what's going on over there, but, like, it seems like a mess, you know, in, in every department, scouting, coaching, management, all that. So, I don't know. Maybe, the uh, you know, the club is just waiting for the next takeover for, you know, all that stuff to happen. But it just seems like a mess everywhere from a club that's been, you know, reached the highs in the past few years um, to now, you know, sitting in ninth and not even having one, one loan in the January transfer window.
3: Yeah, it's uh, it's certainly a change from, you know, a year ago you know or 9 months ago even where we were absolutely flying and everything seemed perfect and couldn't get better and now we've come to this but I mean it was something I I brought up on the on our transfer show of just going through the list of transfers and there wasn't a lot of midfielders that moved like to me it seems like the market is very uh seller friendly shall we say like Moises Caicedo of Brighton's able to just say listen this is the price like if you want him you want them. Benfica is able to put their heels in and just say, if you want Enzo Fernandez, this is the price. And Chelsea, oh, no, we're going to offer 70 or 80. And at the end of the day, I i mean, if you're a Chelsea fan, you got to be wondering, why didn't we buy this guy on the 1st of January? Like, they didn't actually bargain with Benfica. They ended up giving Benfica exactly what Benfica told them the price was going to be before the window even opened. So you could have had Enzo Fernandez for a whole month's worth of games of getting embedded in, like, it just, like, from Enzo, there's a huge drop-off down to Gelson that went back to Brazil as your next most expensive midfielder in the transfer window. So it just seems like everybody kind of needs midfielders. United's going to need some new midfielders. We're going to need new midfielders. Chelsea's going to need new midfielders. Man City going to need new midfielders. <laughs> and the teams that have these, you know, 21, 22, 23-year-old midfielders of any amount of quality, they know what they've got. And they're going to hold up for massive money. So... I'm trying to stay positive and looking on the bright side, and hopefully we're keeping our powder dry and we're going to have a a big summer of transfers. But uh, where's this comment that I saved here? Because Scouser Pete, I could not agree more. After tonight's show, can we please have a blanket ban on transfer chat?
1: the this, transfer tie.
3: I know. This is depressing as fuck now. We need to redirect our negativity to the blue shite going down, which <laughs> brings me nicely nicely onto our second topic. Uh I mean, mostly Liverpool centered and uh I'll come to you first on this, Glenn. What have you made of the season so far? We're about halfway through. You know, we're right on halfway. Some other teams have played 20. What's your general consensus on season 22-23?
2: Yeah. I mean, like, I think if you were even to say average, you'd be uh, saying that out of stretch. I think, you know, it, it has, it's been, there's, there's, there's very few positives that we can take from it at this point. Um, I mean, I was thinking earlier, like, I wonder, like, who would I say, if I had to pick a player of the season right now, who would I, who would I say that would be? And it'd probably be Allison. You know, the amount of times he's, he's got us out of, out of holes. And I always think if you're, th- if you're best if your best player is your goalkeeper, then that's not a good sign. Like, I remember De Gea, he, he he won it like three, four years in a row for Man United whenever they were terrible Shit. after Fer, yeah, after Ferguson left. So um, it's never a good sign if that's the case. But um, like, I just think we've been so inconsistent. Um, you know, we, we seem to kind of get on a good run there, either side of the World Cup. We had four wins in a row in the league. And then next thing, we just had them two performances against Brentford and Brighton and just, you know, Kind of knocked the stuffing out of us, really. Um, so yeah, it's it's just been it's just been so disappointing. And um, I think Klopp talked about it in one of his press conferences recently, where he did kind of admit that there there is a bit of a hangover from sort of the disappointment of last season. And I know it might seem mad to say you know say that considering we did win two trophies, but it was all because of how it ended. You know, we were we were so close to kind of immortality, and it was kind of taken away from us. Um, in those circumstances. And I think like me personally, I think I've kind of seen that in the players a little bit, you know, that I kind of get vibes that they're like almost feeling sorry for themselves at the minute. And um, the body language isn't good. And um, I think after the Brighton game in the league, um, you had a couple of players coming out afterwards and, you know, apologizing and that kind of thing. And, I, you know, again, that that reminds me of, of United last year, you know, uh, Harry Maguire, you kept coming out saying, looking in the mirror and all this. But the problem is, like, if you're going to come out and say that, then you need to have a reaction in the next game. And we've not really done that since, you know. I mean, I know we beat Wills in the replay, but we weren't, I wouldn't say we were anything to shout about that night. And then obviously Brighton and the weekend and the cup again, we, we got what we deserved really. So um, so yeah, it's just, it's been, it's been tough this this first half of the season. I don't think there's any other way to describe it.
3: Yeah, that's being generous, I'd say. Just going with tough. Uh, what about you, Carl? How you, How's the first half of the season left you feeling?
0: Um, honestly, honestly not. It's not um, you know, not not motivational, not inspiring. Um, I think you can kind of see from the first game. Maybe no, I'll say second game of the season. First game of the season, you know, you draw against Fulham. It happens, you know. in Man City, um, you know, lost against Tottenham last first game of the season last year, and that was under um. I forgot who was their manager. Nuno Espirito Santo Santos. So yeah, you know the first game, kind of worrying, but we know in this league, you know, it draws a loss when you're going up to the league with you know Man City, and so these players, you could kind of see in the first game when you know when they drew against Fulham, you know, they were they were kind of you know kind of had some PTSD from from beforehand, you know, because they've had to you know go in the well and you know get a lot of energy to just go against Man City, and so second game. Uh, was that Crystal Palace second game? Was that when oh, you yeah. got correct card? Yeah, I was there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, <laughs> then that when that happened, that, that's when you knew the, you know something wasn't right, especially, you know, um we 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 had to rely on, you know, Luis Diaz, um, Wonder Strike to to get back in the game. So I yeah, I, I think chopping on to um what you know Robertson said. was it Robertson or that said that the players are emotionally down since um or was that was that someone else?
3: Yeah. Uh, Possibly, I'm. I. I don't really follow the uh, public apologies of our <laughs> players or any other yeah, players. Yeah. It's, all, yeah, it's yeah. all a bit I like sad. A Wolfram, Yeah,
0: yeah. So, like, you can see it's like playing on on these players' mind, and um, and, uh, you know, and even even Thiago is talking about how you know last season was the best season he ever had in his life, and um, and all that stuff. So, I feel like a lot of you know the problems were motion. I'm not to go back on onto onto like transfers, but this is why you know, like Pep said, you know, winning breeds complacency and also losing also breeds um, kind of uh, emotional downness. So I just think you know uh, it's onto the club and um, and like the coaching staff and to just kind of figure out. Oh, Tiago said it. Yeah, figure out you know how to get these this you know this team back up again. what is it be trying something new, like Kevin Sullivan said, or whether it just be I don't know. It's 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 really hard to tell. Um, whatever it is, it's it's the answer lies in this in the squad right now. It's you know the chairs window is shut. Not more we can do. Um we can, I don't know, we can kind of hope for you know injuries to come back. Um yeah, I saw Virgil and Firmino back in training today. Um they they yeah, in honestly. I, I think they were in training, yeah. I, I think so. I saw the pictures oh. smiling. I, um, saw I think it was picture. like individual I
2: just... individual yeah. training. Oh, individual I they were like, training? involved with the team. Mm. Oh but there were okay, pictures, well. like yeah, I seen that I, as well. Hey,
3: yeah, that's a step. That's I thought that picture came from like the long term treatment facility inside of Kirby. Yes.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was, a, it was a very, you know, very, very nicely timed picture um, from the LFC admin. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, w- whatever it is, whatever the answer is for you know, have a decent second half of the season, the answer lies in the squad. So, um, I just hope that you know, it's we bring something new to the table um, from the second half of the season.
3: Yeah, goalie, you must be positive about our first 19 league games and six Champions League games.
1: I'll do you, boss. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I go back as far as I was saying to you before we came on. I we're coming up to the anniversary where, for me, the wheels started coming off because when we hit after Afcon Cup, to me, you could start seeing that we were struggling. We weren't scoring lots of goals. Mane was digging us out, and I, I as soon as he started doing his little uh, laughing and big reveals, I'm like, "Get the fuck out, G. Don't need this uh, little uh, PR job. You don't want to be there. Bye. See you. Thanks. Don't let the door hit you. But uh, no, I know I, I I I I'm only 21, but uh, I haven't missed a Liverpool match for all those years. And I didn't watch second halves of two games because I could just because of what I started feeling in February. I didn't sit out the Champions League final because of 50 minutes. I was with a Liverpool guy who was knocking back wine with me. And I just said, I'm off. We're never gonna score. And Spurs game, I remember in the chat here saying, way out, the biggest problem in our run in, because we just couldn't deal with pace or energy, was going to be Spurs. And that night it just it was obvious what they were gonna do. And we had months to prepare for it, and we did nothing. So I think did this season started exactly almost? I know it sounds crazy considering we were going for a quad. Could have got a treble if Watkins had knocked in the other two off the line, and City had have been four down rather than two down. God knows but that's all luck. We weren't in control of anything, and uh, the start of this season. Uh, you, you know, I know, I know. I used to say it, and half of my comments in the chat is trying to be lighthearted, but. They're stuffed. They're just done. If you, you know, you can put a boxer who's a middleweight boxer in with a heavyweight boxer. And for the first two rounds, because they do the same sport, it looks like they're, it, they're, there's a match going on. But by the third, when you're not at it or you're not that weight, you, it's over. And I'd say I'm not picking on one player or anything. They just they gave us five incredible years, six really. But when he started, they all went out with hamstrings. And they're just there's too many of them are done. It's that half yard, that half second reaction time. Just done. They can be down. And I, I get all that as well. But the reality of it is they're just done. It's just not there. Uh, it looks like the Brazilian triangle is over, where I would slightly agree with you that if we're going to work on half the old model, if our only sellable Alice, uh, is Allison, well, I don't think we're losing. We don't know. But I don't think it's a massive step down to go into Keller. Or even put Milner in goal, which is my new idea. He <laughs> keeps up the home ground. He's played everywhere else. This is true. <laughs> I, I, think, like, I don't think it's going to get any better. Because uh, they've had that many breaks. They had summer. And we thought like they're going to knacker and blah, blah, blah. Nothing. There was nothing. Bar the Man City Cup game, which we looked amazing in. It was almost like you know it was a muscle memory. They went for it and boom, they were at it. And then after that, it's just been... Hard to watch. It's like it and as I said to you also, the thing that's getting me slightly I'm not down about it, it's it's sports is the fact that I just don't want us to turn into Arsenal fan TV and just start, you know, just being pissed off after everything. I understand the disappointment, but they're just done. There's nothing they can do, and the, there's no short-term fix to it because if we're throwing the kids in and then we're looking at their own what they're not managing to do for us. You know, I, so hopefully with the, uh, the the injuries coming back, we get a bit more control because we've no control. There's nowhere on the pitch it works. It's, <laughs> it's uh, I've never seen that and like it. That, like I know a lot of people get pissed when I say it, but you know, people seem to forget about Allison's nightmare he had during the COVID uh, against City, where he kicked four goals in for them. Like he has that in his locker. So when I saw him doing against Wolves, I was like, oh Jesus, play Keller. You know what I mean? Just change something because it's, <laughs> it's just put Milner in goal. He's a good skin, he's very fit. And I reckon, he, you know, give him big gloves.
2: But it's year five it's minutes going ago, and better.
1: you want him bombed out now. <laughs> I, 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 I said a couple of weeks ago, tenth, and I'm even worried about tenth. And uh, I think they'd be better off finishing outside of Thursday night football at this age because. I'm hoping the, this whole silence, forget about takeovers, is that the money's already gone. We're on a promise with at least three people. That's, it's like going to the disco and Denise said she'll be there and you spend the whole week going, I hope Denise is there. Like, and hopefully Denise doesn't start looking at Chelsea or Man City or whoever, like, because <laughs> it's, it, this, I, I don't expect this weekend to be good. And I certainly not sure I could take Everton beating us. But if anything was more mm. Liverpool this season, it's Everton beating us 3-0. <laughs> yeah. With Allison kicking one in. <laughs> so what do you let's, think about
0: what, what do you think about um putting Trent in midfield then? Um, and you know, changing up a bit, or or are you just yeah. looking at you know putting um in goal? Like what, what kind of changes do you think um should be on,
1: in the in this team? But what I'd say to you, Carl, and I don't know because this is all like this is all people sitting around wondering what's going on. I do wonder about the vibe that's going on now with Trent and everything. So I don't know whether it's just better off with the English press pressure. He's not a he's not a right back. It's becoming more and more obvious, and I don't think he wants to be there. So I don't know whether it's a daddy and a son having an argument, and the daddy won't give the son where the permission to go. up. But he's a liability as a right back. Not all the time. Look, you're playing against professional players. Their job is to beat you. You can't stop everything. But I think something's got to switch it up because we're doing the same thing over and over and over again. And we're not scoring. I mean, it's just shocking. A team that was free flowing had, you know, golden boot winners. And we couldn't hit a barren door. And it's not Nunes' fault. It's just, it's not working anywhere. It's shocking. And the thing that does surprise me, and I will stop speaking, is that if I felt, and you can call me paranoid or maybe lack of sleep or something, or maybe insane, but if I thought in February last year we were starting to look like the legs were gone, how does Klopp and his team not go? Do you know what? It might be an idea. I don't know. We're, we're screwed. We're really... And the, I, I, I think that whole vibe is just feeding through the team. I don't think any of them believe. And I don't think any of them have the legs to believe. So I don't know, Carl. I, I, yeah, moved. You might as well just put all the names into a hat and put the positions in the other hat and just pull them out and see what happens.
3: A lottery. Yeah. What? I, like <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, if we're talking crazy things, I mean, somebody's got to mention three at the back. back three.
1: <laughs> at, at, oh, some yeah. point,
3: at some back point, it just has to be an option, right?
1: I, like don't know that.
0: David, hey, do like, I do do we, like, do, we, do, we, do we have three? Do we have three center backs? I, I, don't, I don't even.
3: Yeah, sure. We got Reese Williams. We got Nat oh, Phillips. We got Joe Gomez.
2: Receiving them, them for the run-in.
3: Yeah. We can put Fabinho back there, which I'm honestly, it's, it's not out of the realms of possibility. If he's got no legs and we're not playing with as mm-hmm. suicidally as high a line as we had been playing in the last couple of seasons, drop Fabinho back then. Switch him and Matip up. I don't know. Let's let's go with Chris's thing, and it's just put all the names and positions in a hat and pull them out and see where we go. Like I, I've never been one of like Trent's going to move into the midfield. His natural progression is a midfielder, you know, because Gerard started out playing fullback, <laughs> you know, and then he became a world class, elite level midfielder. But why not? Like, how, I, I, how far I, do we have to go? I, I
2: don't think uh, I don't think Klopp will ever play him in, in midfield. Um, yeah. I think the thing is with, with, with Trent is that obviously everyone in there has their own idea or not has their own, everyone kind of knows what they expect from a fullback you know there's certain characteristics obviously with, with every position on the pitch and the thing is with Trent like he's not a normal fullback like he does things differently to most others and the problem with that is is that at times it leaves him very exposed but the the benefits we get from him playing that position I think like outweigh the negatives and like obviously they're displayed best whenever he's at his best you know last season and um the year we won the league like the amount of assists that him and robertson uh, robertson were racking up was just ridiculous like i think robertson's already broke the record for most assists from a defender Um, and he's not even in his 30s yet so i mean like that's that's mental so like our fullbacks don't play how you would expect fullbacks to normally play and it's that kind of like risk reward thing and I think the thing with Trent is, is obviously like he does get hammered for for the defensive sides of his game, and don't get me wrong, uh, on time uh, at times I think that justifiably so. I think he's actually quite good one-on-one defending. I think the problem with Trent is is that he gets caught out of position far too many times, and that's where we really get hurt. Um, but not like but going back to the, when you saying about Trent in midfield, I think when you look at his strengths. I can totally understand why people say playing midfield because of his range of passing. Um, you would think to yourself, you know, I'd far rather have him in the middle than than Henderson, who, you know, he's a bit of a crab with the ball, isn't he? You know, it, it, it all goes sideways or back. You know, he's not really playing any balls through the lines. Whereas, you know, Trent is is more that person who is going to try and break the lines and be a bit more positive. But, um. I think as long as Klopp is is at is at the club, I, I would I'd be very surprised if we ever see Trent uh, in the middle of the park. Whether whether we think that would be good or not, I just I don't think Klopp will do it. it it's almost like I don't know because it got, it, because it got brought up so much with the England thing and Southgate, and you know then Klopp coming out and saying why would you play the best right back in the world in midfield? Like I almost feel like he could never go back on that now.
3: <laughs> well, I mean it's. The situation's changed. I mean, on current form, Trent yeah. is not the best right back in the world. So, you
1: know. No, of course.
2: You
3: can, you can feel free to move him around now. You've got your get-out-of-jail-free card. I, the, the
1: but Trent, I see, oh, go ahead. To go what ahead. I would also say, like, again, it, it, I it, you know, I think as fans, we, we just go, oh, well, the, that, I, I totally agree with everything, what everybody's saying. But the problem is we don't know what's going on off the pitch. That is not a kid anymore. And that yeah. could be somebody who's starting to have people in his ear or somebody saying, do you know what? You're getting crucified now, currently, every week on social media or whatever, for your right back performance. You're more of a midfielder. You know what I mean? We don't know whether, you know, I say these are not, he's not a child anymore. He's not a young teenager chuffed to be alive and playing for his home club. He might start having an idea that he is a midfielder. You know what I mean? So this might explain the general. Nobody, I wouldn't expect anybody to be happy getting substituted, but. It seems to be a repetitive thing now that we're getting lack of kind of putting on any brave face coming off the pitch. Everybody's starting to look pissed coming off the pitch. You know, what I mean? even when we're drawing nil all, it's like everybody looks unhappy to be getting pulled off. Like you know what I mean? Woof woof.
3: they they should they shouldn't be looking happy coming off the pitch because there hasn't been a lot of games where we've been absolutely bossing it and dominating it where you can come off with a big Mm -hmm. smile on your face like i'd be kind of pissed off if i saw one of our players going off with a big smile on his face after putting in a stinker of a 55 minute performance like fuck that i don't want to see that like i want you to be angry because you should know that you can do better like you have to know you can do better i don't know it's Three at the back, allows Trent to function as a quasi-fullback, quasi-midfielder. They can drift up and down, him and Robertson, both of them. I'm just saying, you put Joe Gomez as your right center half. He can slide over. Robertson can drop back in, make it a four if you need to. I mean, I'm going to keep banging the drum. Eventually, it's going to come true.
1: A Milner and goal.
3: And Milner and goal. Yeah, great. <laughs> it's now – I don't know how people think that three at the back is a crazier shout than Milner and goal, but I mean, it's not
1: going down well in the chat. I think this no, will be my first and only appearance.
3: <laughs> no, don't worry. I've, I got the three at the back, so uh, I'll get slammed more for that than you'll get for uh, proposing to put anybody in goal. But I mean, we'll see like, for you, Carl, what's the, what's the one like biggest change you'd like to see for the rest of the season?
0: Um, i like for us to go to a more, um, two up top, two up top. Um, I think we we played that formation uh, before the World Cup. We had Salah and Nunez up top. And I just think it, you know, creates more chances for us. And, you know, having two holding midfielders there, um, um, now that we have Batschitz fully implementing the team, um, Thiago, you know, knock it on wood, is still healthy. Um, Keita, I think playing, uh, you know, maybe the four two two two. Um, I'm I'm really I'm really liking Elliott's performances out wide. I i I'm, i struggle to see him coming back in the midfield if if if, if um if I was clap. Um I just think that he offers way more out wide. Similar to Trent, you know, Trent a lot of his strengths come from, you know, having like Keble Sullivan said, having a game in front of him and being able to create. I think Elliott's um, full creativity comes alive when he's out wide. Um not necessarily the to, to left but more more so the right. Um so maybe have him at right, um Salah and Nunes up top. Um I'm just struggling to see where Gakpo kind of fits in. Um in this, in this lineup, that's kind of the only thing I'm, I'm, like, scratching my head. Um, I know Klopp said he brought him in to help press from the front. Uh, I mean, listen, Klopp is the <laughs> Klopp's the best coach I've ever seen in my life, but some of the stuff that he says is, um, it's, it's uh, I, you know, I have to question where it's coming from him or, or the club. Um, but, yeah, I would, you know, have more, um, you know, information where Salah is more in the middle um, next to Nunez um, and maybe have a creative wing out, out there like Elliott, maybe have Curtis Jones out there as well. Um, I don't know what's going on with um, with um, what's the youngster that we bought from Fulham? I'm uh, forgetting his name, he's, he's playing yeah, so, so I, long. Know. Caval- yeah, I don't know what's going on with Cavalio, but um, maybe implement him in the squad a little bit. It's something something new. I, it, it's our best performances so far have come from whether it be a big game like Man City where you know players have to get geared up, or whether we have you know fresh legs in midfield, um, from Batches, Tiago, and Kata. Um, so I'm just hoping that you know, like Klopp says, he doesn't go um, stuck with his um, his his you know his old guard, and it's looking like he's going towards that. Towards that. Um, so I'm hoping to see you know very fresh midfield. I think the midfield is key for for this season. Um, Jota and Diaz on coming back um, for March. So I think right now we just kind of have to get these guys in, but mid, in midfield and more more Elliot out wide, more Elliot out wide. That's that's the one thing I don't want to see Elliot in midfield. Um, I think he um on
3: the right. You're, I presume you're talking about right, not the yeah. Of
0: course, yeah, on the right, yeah, on the right, yeah. Um, I wouldn't mind even seeing Oxley Chamberlain back in midfield. I just someone that can run. I know, I know he's not you know the most laterally mobile, but uh, he's he's definitely going up and down. So I just I think midfield is definitely a key. I think Klopp has to get more creative in the midfield. Um and um you know push Elliot out wide. Um and maybe try to get Cavallo back in the team, but. But keep key for the rest of the season. That's I know, you know, everyone was, you know, banging on about that, but it's gotta be Midfield. I mean, Salah's numbers right now for a right winger aren't that bad compared, um, you know, to everybody else. But obviously Salah's um, you know, in the league of his own when it comes to the numbers. So so I mean, yeah, he's not playing as bad as we think. So I, and for me, I would've seen my my two best, you know, players this season has been Allison and, and Nunez. I just think without without Nunez, um, we kind of lack that cutting edge. And um and so Salah has been, you know, usually defenders double up on Salah. Uh, you see, you know, Snow being bring Tom- Tommy Asu just just to play just to play against Salah. So I just think you know, give Salah some more freedom, put him in the middle with Nunez, and uh, just you know, play off each other and and let the kids create. Basically, <laughs> let, let the kids create because um you know that's I think that's kind of the game plan that moving forward. Um, I, I think the old players are kind of a, don't can't really offer much when it comes to you know scoring goals and when it comes to defense. I mean. We're gonna concede no matter what. That's that's my that's my uh, that's my thinking. Every every game we play, we're gonna concede. It's just a matter of time. Um, you know, whether it be Keller in the back or or, or Allison at the back, we're gonna concede. So I just think it's better to let the kids play and and you know make Klopp do what he's you know known for. You know, developing these kids and making them into into stars.
3: Yeah, it's uh, so you're kind of of the mindset that it's kind of a write off season. I mean, with the exception yeah, of yeah yeah
0: unfortunately yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, we have what we have 19 games left of the season. I mean, how many, how many, you know, that's 57 points. How many points do you think we're gonna we're gonna amass in the next 19 games? Um, you know, if, if we win every game, it's 86 point max point tally. Uh, obviously, I'm going in the game, but I don't even know what you know. Also, right now, on 50 points, Man City, 45, we're on 29, so I don't. I don't know what what else. I mean, we can get lucky and beat Real Madrid in the Champions League. I, I know they're not you know playing the best right now, but honestly, when it comes to Premier League, um, I'm not sure if I'm in the notion of no Europe is better than any Europe. Um, but I mean, honestly, if 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 we're gonna you know whether it's be Europa League or Conference League, I, I think maybe um, to make that that real rebuild, we might need a league where we just focus on the on the league week in week out. Maybe you know the cups. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, I mean, Klopp is Klopp is basically what Klopp is talking. It's, it's a write off season, so uh, unless we get lucky in, in, in the Champions League, um, if we win the Champions League, that'll be that'll be something else. But yeah, I think this season till so fall, when it comes to the league, it's kind of just let let the let the kids go off and see what
2: comes.
3: Glenn, you uh, you agree with that? You think we're past the point of being able to get into the Champions League through our league position, and that it's the winning winning in is, win in Istanbul or bust for us?
2: i think at the minute like a a lot of fans are, are probably feeling like that just because because we've been so inconsistent throughout this season like we there isn't really many points we can look back at and say well yeah we had a good run through these games so we can see that there's something there but like uh you know at times like i've kind of felt like this season's kind of felt a bit similar to to 2021 the year after we won the league you know Obviously, winning the league such a big high, and then the following season, like we just kind of we kind of fell to pieces after after Christmas. And um, I remember I had, I had a look at the the, the table earlier uh, from that season. And I remember we got beat by Fulham at home. I think it was the sixth home game in a row we'd lost, and at that point we were we were seven points behind fourth with ten games left. So if if we managed to get third from that position, uh, there's no way where we can't get fourth now. I I know like it seems kind of very you know, optimistic given how we've how we've played but um I think that's the one thing people have have forgotten is that there's still 19 games left and you know we're we're 10 points behind with a game in hand over those that are in the uh in, in third and fourth so you know looking at it from that perspective you know we can definitely get top four but as I say the, the reason was kind of people are, aren't thinking that's possible is because obviously we're basing it on, on what we've seen up to this point and it's been so poor. So I think, obviously, we've started to see since in the last couple of weeks that obviously with uh, Bacetic coming into the team, Klopp has shown that he is prepared to, to change things around. And obviously, has uh, started uh, a few games as well. Um, so you can see he is trying to kind of change things up, you know, in terms of personnel. Um I think, sort of uh, looking ahead, like I think what I'd like to see is I'd like to see Gakpo play out wide and and Darwin through the middle. Um, I know, obviously, when when Gakpo first came into the team, Darwin was injured, so I kind of understand why he was playing him up top. But the last couple of games, you know, obviously, like Darwin's came on and uh, he's played him out wide and and persisted with Gakpo through the middle. And um, I'm not really seeing. What the benefit of that is i just think like for for, for nunez he needs to be involved in the game as much as possible and i think having him in the middle where he can kind of cause as much chaos as possible is gonna is gonna do us better in, in the long run as opposed to him out wide so i think sort of like for me like that's what i would kind of be like to see sort of as a change in the next few weeks um but but yeah like i think perspective is definitely a word that we need to kind of tell ourselves at certainly at this moment in time you know because there are so many games left i'm not saying we're going to go on a 10 game winning streak or anything like that but um obviously we, we've still got to play all those teams that are, are in the top four as well so we have got the opportunity to take points off them um so yeah like i mean i'm not saying i'm, I'm not sitting here making any predictions to say we are going to finish fourth but i think it's just what, what we kind of have to like Remind ourselves that there are still a lot of games and a lot of points to play for.
0: I think, um, what did you think of, um, Gakpo's last performance when he played in the middle? What do you, uh, a lot of people saying that was his best performance. What do you think of that? Because I'm, yeah, like I said, I'm struggling to see where he's going to fit in, but you said you like to see him more out wide. So, what do you, what do you think of his well, last performance?
2: I think, like, it's difficult because obviously, like, he hasn't scored yet. Um, there was no assist, anything like that. I mean, obviously, uh, in this day and age stats do do play a lot do play a big part in kind of how we judge players. I think you can kind of see he is becoming more comfortable or becoming more used to the system because we know that whenever players come into the team, um there's very few who kind of just go in and fit in straight away. I mean like um we might come on and talk about this player a bit later on, but I mean, like look at Fabinho, for instance, you know, whenever he first came, you know it took him about six months before he was a, an established member of the side. And then, obviously, look how good he was sort of the next 18 months after that. I know, obviously, now things have changed. But, um, but yeah, like, I think Gakpo is, like, um, you can see that there, there, there's kind of small improvements game on game. But, I mean, it, he has a good record in Holland. And I think he played the most, like, primarily most of his games on the left, cutting in um, when, he was, when he was there. I just think, like, you get more from Nunes playing through the middle than what you do from... From Gakpo, so, um, so I think that's that's the reason. It's probably more the reason why I'm saying that I would change up. I understand why he played in there initially because obviously Nunez was injured. Um, but yeah, I'd like to see, I like to see him uh, start out widening and see how he does with that.
3: What about you, Chris? How, uh, have you taken Gakpo's start so far?
1: I'd love to have some of the optimism knocking around here. Uh, I to me the only side of the pitch that's working. And it's only starting... I mean, I doubt Gapko knows anybody's second name, never mind understand what Robertson's saying to him. But the left-hand side seems to be... In the last game, Robertson seemed to be connecting up with Gapko. i like to see Nunes actually playing decent amount of game time, causing the chaos and get, going through more the middle. like to see Salah stop hanging around with the linesman. You know what I mean? it. it, it the left is, to me, the only part that looks like they... Where actually can move a ball at any pace, yeah. The middle, I I don't know. You you can rotate around as much as we don't like the idea of Milner or all. But to me, and it sounds sacrilegious to say this, having moved my man crush from Fabinho to Thiago, I find Thiago just slows us down. Yes, there's no doubt the socks look a mess. He looks great, but Jesus, we go into slow mo. The ball gets pulled down. He does his little shoulder drop. He does his little look around. And if he was nailing 99% of the passes that like he's trying to hit out wide to Salah or whatever, perfect. But it's not happening. So again, I just think the left is about the most functioning part. I don't know what is going to do. Uh, that's real. And My biggest real fears is not so much what we are throwing out there. It's, it's the idea. I'm not convinced Jota is going to stay fit. So we could get this euphoric moment. He comes back and falls down to week, two games later with another leg problem. And Diaz, there hasn't been very much said. I wouldn't be surprised if there's any fear about what he's recovering from or if it goes slower or another slight tear that he's not coming back this season. Or it could be one of like, those testimonials in April. So we have what we have. And I don't know, maybe rotating, I know... <laughs> It sounds like I'm the biggest Milner fanboy. But if we're not playing him in goal, put him in the middle and only play him for 30 minutes. Then bring on Henderson and let him fall around for 30 minutes and then just try to get somebody into the middle that can move. You know what I mean? Just some sort of movement. But I I, I don't, again, understand. I don't know what the... Whatever, Niggles, or whatever he's looking at in training. But forget about the price we pay for Nunes. At least everybody agrees he's not banging them in left right and center but it's pure madness so we can't actually control the game let's go with madness because that was what we were originally playing heavy metal Uh, you know what i mean so let's throw a spanner in the works
3: five four against norwich so uh i don't know if you guys are paying attention to the chat but everybody's been waiting on tender hooks for a question from jamie harl and here it is (laughs) He wants to know, has Klopp bought Nunez and Gakpo to be more defensive attacking players like Firmino and take them back into the midfield as central attacking midfielders with Bellingham anchoring them both? Um, I'll just give my thoughts on this. I don't think it would be completely out of the realms of possibility for Jurgen Klopp to take Cody Gakpo and turn him into an eight. I don't think that's an insane thought. He's not blessed with crazy amounts of speed. He's a big unit that gets around. He controls the ball well. We're starting to see this more out of his game the more he plays for us. Like I thought the last game he did a, a he did a pretty good job of with yeah. his back to goal, receiving the ball defeat, spinning a man, and then driving upfield. Kind of like Genie Wijnaldum used to do, you know, getting his big ass out there, shielding the ball, and getting our play switching and going the other way. Whether the, like having Nunes and Gakpo as center attacking midfielders behind, presumably a front three with Bellingham at the base of that, that might be a bit too attacking. Um, What do you think,
0: Carl? Um, Yeah, Nunez as a midfielder is is on par with Milner and goal in terms of takes. Um, I I think, (laughs) I think, um, (laughs) I think Gagpo, yeah, Gagpo, I can definitely see him, you know, fit that Firmino role. Um, You know, Simon Wijnaldum was also a a winger in Newcastle when we bought him. So I can kind of see the thinking there. And Klopp has said that he bought – well, he said that they, you know, the reason behind Nunes was buying him, to, you know, to press from the front. So maybe, you know, I know Nunes is pressing. Um, sorry, like Gakpo's pressing numbers weren't the best at PSV, but I mean, when you're the main man, like and Salah Salah's pressing numbers aren't, aren't you know compared to the whole team aren't the highest. But as you see, when you when you when you are the main man and you're in your team, you kind of you know don't have to press as much. But I, I can I can see I can see Gakpo in the midfield, um, uh, as a you know a CM or uh, an attacking midfielder. It depends on what kind of Type of midfielders that cloud wants to go in the in the on going on forward, but um, but yeah, I think if Firmino placement is, is needed, I don't know if he's going to stay at the club or not. I heard that you know we might offer him another contract, but I think Gakpo can um, you know, he has enough tidy feet. Maybe he's not as, as flashy as Firmino, but um, I think you know he's good with a back to goal, and we've seen that he's very creative in his, his assist numbers. Um, although a lot of them come from crosses, but he does have an, an eye for a pass and an eye for a shot as well. So I mean. It's it's just it's just really weird to say because he came in January in the midst of a midfield crisis, so we don't really know kind of what the thing was behind it. If he came, maybe he came in the summer and you know Klopp kind of implemented the midfield, then maybe it'll make a little bit more sense. But yeah, the Gakpo signing is just is bewildering to me. So I, I hope Klopp has a plan for him. I hope he has a plan for him. Um, but yeah, Nunes in midfield, no way. But um, and uh, Nunes um, Gakpo in midfield, I can definitely see it. Yeah.
3: I might have misinterpreted Jamie's question of like you know Nunez to play up top and Gakpo in the midfield probably didn't mean play Nunez in midfield because <laughs> that just that seems like a waste of his uh, of his pace. Uh, what about you, Glenn? You, could you see Gakpo transitioning now, whether that's a, as a ten in a four-two-three-one or as a left-sided eight in a traditional clock four-three-three? Is that the craziest idea?
2: um well point point not the craziest idea we've heard on the show this evening but um I, I mean personally i i don't see it myself i think um i think he's been playing up top because of nunez's being uh, of nunez's injury uh, as i said like i said before i do think he will eventually end up as a wide player um i don't know i i i don't see it as a as a midfield option myself um I just don't think his game is is suited to that. I think he needs space to be able to to operate at his best. And obviously, you know, the midfield is the most congested part of the pitch. He, he doesn't really strike me as someone who's kind of, you know, tidy feet. You can get uh, give it and go quick, that kind of thing. Uh, I think he is more someone who's going to be like a 1v1 one, one against the fullback, come inside, you know, either play a pass or, or take a shot. Um so I, I'm I'd be very surprised if if I seen him in that position. If if I'm
1: honest with you,
3: well, you're the tiebreaker then, Chris. What do you think?
1: I I um, what I would say, uh, really, is not going to answer your question. Is all I can go by <laughs> is the one thing I got the when we kind of hijacked it. Don't forget, you know, Ten Hag's being flirting with him for three, four months or whatever. I was selling yeah, them really? something, and I have no idea what he was selling them. I don't know much about the lad. I saw him in the World Cup. But what I got from the ultras, the fanzine writers and everything that have, you know, loved them at their club and going, you got a good one, was that the kid's no idiot. He he has a clear vision about what he wants to achieve with football, private physio, when the club couldn't afford... This guy's looking after himself. So whatever was laid out to him, he didn't come for the money. So... Who knows what Klopp has kind of said? This is the vision. This is the only thing. Again, and you know, again, just to be Johnny Dampner on a Thursday night before everybody feels good for the weekend <laughs> is. Um, I I just get I get more and more nervous. I I'm about this all eggs in on Jude because there's just so many variables. Like I mean, I I don't want. I don't want Dortmund to go out of the Champions League just because I want to hear the announcement the day after. By the way, it was already agreed. You know what I mean? Um, so, I don't know. Um, he just, as I say, he doesn't strike me as a guy who was just wandering around going, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll give the, the premiership a go. There was some vision sold to him. And considering we're covered somewhat on the left with Diaz, you would imagine uh, he's definitely not going anywhere. He's only in the door. There's something being sold to him about Central. And I doubt he's thinking to himself, I'm going to become a, a number nine either. So, I don't know. I mean, it, I, look, I, I've seen him play. He definitely has played better. And I know it because we're all so pissed off as Liverpool fans, I think everybody's overreacting. Oh, he's this, he's that, he's that, he's this. He's not in a team where he, he took off on a run in the last game against Brighton and actually got past three players. So, the guy can't run. He's, he's not a tractor. It's just, yeah. we haven't given him opportunities to go one-on-one. He's not Nunez, but there could be a lot more in him than us being literally manically depressed, looking at everything through black glasses and stinking a gin because it's so depressing. <laughs> like, and you go, oh, Jesus, there's more shite on the pitch. <laughs> like, You know what I mean? I, yeah. I think there's, a, he was sold something. He did, there's a plan and I, you know, I don't see it can't be. I, I don't see him on the left wing. I don't see him as a sub, as much as people were saying he's just going to be cover. Cover for what? We've about four players who have to leave during the summer, whether it's age or they're out of contract. So well, not, it's not, not, not like we
3: I mean, if anywhere we're pretty well stocked, it's it's up top.
1: Yeah, yeah, but that's what I mean. Maybe he's been so like, look, you'll be you'll be an attacking mid. You're gonna we're gonna be going hell bent for leather. The heavy metals back. And you're going to be the second guitarist. You know what I mean? So yeah, I <laughs> You're going to like be that. doing the lead. <laughs>
3: we're, we're going to end up I like don't know, I, with about seven seven guitar players on stage.
1: I, but look, I say it's all guesswork because I, I, the, the, anything is an improvement on what we're doing right now. Because it's, the, the last couple of months pre-World Cup, it's the same thing. And we're somewhat getting the same results. We're not in control of that. And it's two ones, you know, scruffy. We're letting in goals and we're not scoring a lot. So No,
3: we are not. We
1: really aren't. Uh, and yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I got the impression he's the kind of very young modern footballer that they know a lot, whether it's true grown up playing formations on FIFA and you don't just go, we like it. Do you want to come? They want yeah. the whole vision. And he strikes me he's meticulous on detail. So something's there. And I, I don't think we're using him where we bought him for. He is just filling in gaps at the moment. So I don't know. I don't know, but it's not, it's, it's not a, I don't see a victory parade. I, I don't see us in the, I, I never use the word hate, but I have an extreme dislike of Madrid on a lot of levels. But I don't see us surviving in Champions League past February. And I don't see us going on any level of a run. Uh, and the idea that I have to watch 19 more games this season doesn't fill me with joy. Vodka will be my friend.
3: Hey, you can you can do them both at the same time, and it's it's a little will bit be.
1: easier.
3: It's a little bit easier do do for you guys? guys over there because you're you know not watching games at seven in the morning, so. Getting into the drink for uh, what you guys call a twelve o'clock kickoff, and it's seven a.m. over here for Carl and myself. It's a little bit different. I all I want to see for the rest of the season is what do we need? About eleven points to be mathematically safe from relegation, <laughs> oh, and then all I want, all I want, is a series of wins and draws. That's all I want to see. Seven games, win, draw, win, draw, win, draw, win, and put them all in the Champions League. Give me that.
1: We can't lose the, we can't lose the Derby. Jesus, we can't lose the Shandai. I mean, I, we can
3: Well, here's 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 a question. Would you guys? Because I'm sure we all want to see Everton go down, and all probably think Everton are going down. Would you trade Everton surviving, for us winning the Champions League? Oh yeah, yeah,
1: hundred yeah. yeah. percent.
2: Yeah, 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 for sure.
3: Goldie, would you?
1: Did, 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 I, that is so abstract of a question. Of course, I'd like. No, like no. Oh, I'd like to see Everton go down. There's a guy who lives across the road from me. He has his poor child decked out in the away pink. So, like, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I have. I think to if say, you had to said top uh,
2: four, might be a different answer. If you had said yeah. trade top four for that, but um, I also, I honestly don't think Everton are going to go down now. I think, I think Dice he's, again. Same like, like I said with us. I think there's too many games left for him not to be able to get a tune out of them. If they uh, persisted with Lampard, I think 100% data went down. But um, I, unfortunately, I think Dice is going to keep them up.
3: Okay, well, that's the sort of opinion that's never getting you invited back.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm
1: People say,
3: have none of that.
1: I was going to say, there was no quick information all day on the final day of transfer uh, deadline day, except anytime they mentioned somebody is rumoured to be looking at going to Everton. I've never seen agents coming out as quick on Twitter and on the phone line. No, we're not. We're not going anywhere near the place. <laughs> <laughs> we're not. No, no, no. He's not. He, he doesn't even know how to spell Everton. He's not going. <laughs> you know I mean? I've never seen as quick a put-down. Every person they put up on a ticker tape whatever was quick. We've just had a call. No, he's not going. He's not. Definitely, okay. definitely. They were it's trying to winning. get corpses. Yeah, yeah.
3: His name no. is Andre um, Ayu, okay? Come on.
1: <laughs>
3: it's I mean, and it, it all kind of comes back to like the transfer window do did have two pretty good moments from a Liverpool point of view in the fact that we kind of stole Cody Gakpo from Manchester United out of absolutely nowhere. And then Everton thought they had a good signing through the door. In Danjuma, <laughs> and Spurs just came in and one, one, but it's what you were saying, Chris. It was literally any other option. He was like, "I want to come to England. I want to try again in England." Okay, I guess I'll go to Everton. Anybody? 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 Spurs done. I'm out of here. That's he,
1: he, he'd done just, the kiss photographs and everything, didn't he? Yeah,
3: it's yeah. he, like he'd done the in-house media. Like they took him to a level beyond Fakir. You know, like
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think the problem gave him the Everton. Uh, rooney's everton duvet and everything like handed it over and he obviously dhl'd it back to them
3: yeah he, he was wondering why somebody gave him a dog it's like what do i need this <laughs> for?" like that's you'll get us don't worry you'll get us you'll get us in time well uh we got a game coming up in a couple days gentlemen uh mm-hmm. i know Cav will be going through it tomorrow on the uh premier league forecast on friday but i don't imagine any of us will be on that show so what do we think? <laughs> predictions predictions for Wolves. Glenn, what do you think's gonna happen?
2: Like we actually have got a good record against Wolves in recent years. Like, um Yeah, it's 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 gonna be a difficult one. I mean, I I think if we do if we do win, it's gonna be by the odd goal. It's gonna be a, a two-one, a one-nil or a three-two. Um I don't see us going out and and putting, you know, two or three past them with uh, with no response. Um I think like it, it's almost at the stage now where it feels like every game is like we need to win or bust, you know. Um, so yeah, like as I say, we've got a good record against them. Hopefully, that win in the uh, in the FA Cup will kind of uh, give us a bit of confidence. Um, but yeah, no, I am. I'm, I am going st- to stick my neck out in the line. And say I think we'll get the three points on Saturday.
3: Come on, give me a score and give me some scores.
2: Um, I'll say two one, and why not? I'll say yeah. Uh, I'll say Gakpo is going to get his first goal. Um, and then the uh, the second, either be Nunez or Salah.
3: Yeah, for Nunez. Carl, how you feeling about Saturday?
2: Um,
0: well, as a pressing is, I always look for a local game. Um, yeah, but I mean. Wolves, Wolves are a tricky team because you know they're under new coach now. Uh, he's been there for about a month or so. Um, the last five games, they've had the same amount of form as we have. We have two wins and five. They have two wins and five. Um, so I mean, in terms of how we think we're gonna play, I mean we beat them in the in the in the cup. That was probably that um, I think that was Vegeta's first kind of start. where he kind of started um, being in the first team. So I I mean with Kanate out, I know I know we're going to concede with Kanate out no matter what. Um, so I'm just hoping that Nunes is fit to start um, and in terms of the midfield, I'm hoping to see Matett in there, Cato um, and Tiago again. Um, not sure what's going on with Trent maybe he's back in the starting lineup again as well. Um, so I, I think I think it will be Wolves away is difficult, um, like someone in the comments said. so but I think right now we're in a mode where we kind of play better away, away from home. Um, so I, I just feel like the record does um,
3: not bear that out. Our away record is pretty gick, awful. Really? Yeah, oh my
2: yeah,
3: yeah. Our away record this year is shit. I think it's yeah,
2: eight yeah, we that's... picked up away from him, isn't it? Eight points, yeah. something like that. Yeah.
3: No, we won away at Spurs, didn't we?
2: Yeah, but we Sam, like I think we've we've got eight points from like all of our away league games so far.
3: Yeah, that's it's not good. Like our yeah, our away <laughs> our away record has been poor. I mean our home record hasn't been a whole lot better, but I mean
0: Yeah, exactly. yeah, so I mean, yeah, it's it's tough, it's tough to because I I feel like, you know, the players might um I don't know how the players are gonna, gonna react to a it. it wolves um a, a, a wolves away um away game. But um I think I think we will win. I think um I think Newers will get, get on the score sheet. Um I think Gakw might get an assist. I don't know about go, but I know you're probably get an assist. Come and, on, give, me um,
3: score. give me a score. Give me a score. I'll
0: give you, I'll give you, I'll give you three one. Three one.
3: I like it. So you like Nunes the score? Who else do you like?
0: Nunes to score Salah, because he's been sticking on my fancy team for a while now. <laughs> yeah. Um and I'm gonna say <laughs> hmm, I'm gonna say Trent. Trent Ooh, goal. Like Trent that. goal. Why not?
3: You can tell how uh, confident the chat is when you're getting shouts like Tom Boland, who's saying 3 nothing with the Gomez hat trick. <laughs> Anytime you see uh, Gomez in on, amongst the scores, you know that they're um, not feeling very confident. <laughs> <laughs> so, Chris, it falls to you. How do you think she's going to shake down on Saturday?
1: Uh, I had a, a positive result till I started listening to the two lads, and then I started thinking about chip pan oil, Adam Tiori, just wiping himself down when he's gonna run straight <laughs> through us, and then I saw Gomez's name come up in the chat, and I just went, "Shit, we're gonna lose two one." Nunez to score first, we'll all start feeling good, and then it's just gonna go to shit. Wow. So I think I I I, don't, I can't see us beating because they 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 they've won. They're awful. They're not scoring an awful lot, but they're just gonna. They everybody knows what you do. Just launch it over and send runners and. Adam, Adam's actually managing to get his percentage up on crosses, and we don't deal with crosses, whether they're on the ground or whatever, so it'll turn into tippy-tappy toe, people swinging, and uh, yeah, um, yes. sorry, I think it's at home, I think possibly we'd bang out a one-all or some weird 2-1 win, but no, when I really think about it, I, I mean, every result I want to go in with an optimistic idea that we're, we're going to win, but nothing I've watched Makes me think we're going to deal with even, what Wolves are going to do. Even our recent trip
3: to Wolves where we beat them like two weeks ago doesn't make you optimistic? That oh, we yeah. Can make a trip to oh, yeah.
1: yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Such a, a, a convincing win that like had uh, uh, the next three days of press about VAR, what was going on. We should have been out. And they they fairly bossed us. Like, well, that this was is that, that was the
3: first that was the first leg, and we probably should have been eliminated. But when we did yeah, the yeah. replay, we went to Molyneux and we got the win. So just saying,
1: Matt, I look, I'm a Liverpool fan, and I know that probably the chat is ripping me a new one. But like you know, I can't go around with kind of going, no, it'll be grand. We we'll, we'll just turn around this week. We haven't turned anything around since since September. Like, so I don't think this is the weekend. So it'll be either something mad. Either we'll either get a Nunes hat-trick and Gap will go with three assists and Salah having a cup of tea with the Lionsman man getting man of the match. Or we're going to get beaten 2-1. Or 2-0, <laughs> So yeah, right. you're, getting, you're getting worse. I'm just going to cut
3: you off there. And Now, thankfully, as the host <laughs> of the show, I get, I get the final word. So this will be the weekend we turn it around. Uh, I... I, I like a good 4-1. I can even see us conceding the first goal. I can even see us conceding the first goal just because at some point, and I'm going to keep telling myself this until the season is over, at some point our attacking threat has to click. We've got – like our players that aren't injured are up front. Well, some of them are. We got skill. We got pace. Like I – Darwin Nunez excites me. It's just like I don't know if you guys are cricket fans, but you get onto a flat wicket and there's not much you can do. But if you got a guy that's got express pace, it can it can completely change a game. And he's definitely got that. So he needs to be in from the start for me. And we're gonna get goals from Gakpo, Moe, and two from Darwin. We're gonna win four one. Everything's gonna be rosy, and then we're gonna go have a awful nil-nil against Everton, probably.
1: Weed is legal where you live, isn't it?
3: Sure is, baby. Good man. Sure is. Sure is. Yeah. I think he's on something good. stronger than that. <laughs> oh, no. It gets pretty damn strong. I can tell you that much. Well, that's just about enough from us. Uh, let me just do my in-house stuff here. Our sponsor is bookmakers.com. Uh, I believe Gav should have a show coming out tomorrow, which should be fun for him to have to do with the Spurs and United fan, given our current state and, the closing of the transfer window or the slamming shut of the transfer window, but head on over to bookmakers.com, get your odds, get figured out what's going on for your FPL team. Because again, you've been warned now, get it in before uh, it's one o'clock or something for me. I don't know what it is for you guys, 6 p.m. or something. Uh, and then, of course, our charity sponsor that we're doing uh, 12 women running the Dublin Marathon for Breast Cancer Awareness. The link is in the show description. Go on down through there, get on over to the GoFundMe, try to help them out. The fives and tens will get us there, throw it into your social media account, share it along. You have no idea how many people are affected by this and who's feeling generous the moment they read that. So a little bit more exposure will get us to our goal that much faster. But gentlemen, I can't thank you enough for coming on tonight. I think all three of you did a commendable job. Uh, The chat, I believe, is, yeah, see, all on side with that. Uh, Lots of love from the chat tonight for the three of you. So uh, anything else before we get out of here,
1: Goldie? Get the 14-pack uh, in for the uh, Wolves game and uh, the post-show <laughs> with the, the Brothers Grimm. Get the vodka, get yeah. the whiskey. You'll need a lot because I have a funny film. I, I mean, this is another thing that's getting quite distressing since I discovered the channel a while ago and now starting to watch it a lot more. It's just the, the general aging of the hosts on the post-match. Chris and Kev look like kevin looks like he's in one flew over the cuckoo's nest most of the time so <laughs> nurse ratchet give him them cigarettes with well, yeah.
3: you that's right those are his cigarettes nurse <laughs> <laughs> thank yeah, you
1: very gonna... much cat thank you for having me on and uh it was a great one-off performance
3: <laughs> uh, yeah we'll see i'm sure you'll be uh you'll be in high demand to come on back uh glenn anything else before we get out of here
2: no, no, just uh, thanks for having us on. It, it was good crack speaking to you boys. So um, yeah, hopefully yeah, uh, be back on again soon. Yeah.
3: And oh shit, oh. we just Jeez. lost Carl. I guess he's got <laughs> he's got nothing else. He's
0: got nothing else. To... Oh, there he is. Oh no, sorry. I pressed the wrong button. Yeah, yeah. I unmute I mean myself. Um, but yeah, fun. no, it was <laughs> it was good to come on the show. And you know, like they always say on on Sunday nights, it's like a therapy session talking about Liverpool. So um, yeah, um, yeah, it's good to have, be on the show and you know hash it out about the about this uh this lovely club that we're supporting. So um yeah, thanks guys for having me.
3: Yeah, no problem man. It's our pleasure. I mean, it's just to let everybody know in the chat. I mean, I started in the chat about a year ago this time and a couple months later I get myself onto shows. These two of these guys are doing call-in shows and a week or so later they're up on screen with me here sharing their opinions and I appreciate it because uh, it's nice to get some new voices on because you start doing too many shows and it just feels like Groundhog's Day, which it was today. And the little bastard, I believe, saw his shadow. So that means, I don't know, it's going to be minus 30 here tomorrow is all I know. So <laughs> be cold down where you are, too, I imagine. Eh, Carl?
0: Yeah, it's going to be the negative this weekend. Yeah. So and those yeah, are it doesn't, doesn't get things. any better, <laughs> better in Boston than uh, from Canada. So,
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's uh, it is going to be absolutely frigid here. So. Uh, everybody, hit the like button on your way up. Thanks for joining us on the viewer's voice. We'll see you guys next week. Adios.
1: Sports Social
3: Podcast Network.